everybody, welcome to the Multiverse Review Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Dean Holtzapple. You know who is alongside of me. It's George Rogers. Yeah, here I am. Hey, here, there you are. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> oh, I hope everybody enjoyed last week's uh, programming. Our review of DC Fandom. Mm-hmm. And... Mannequin. Mannequin, as well. Um, not, not to be confused with Mannequin 2 on the move. I don't think anybody's confusing those two pieces of shit. Good. Whoa, two Excuse pieces me. of shit? Excuse me. I stand corrected. You that piece it, of shit with that with the first piece. one. Yes. Okay. My mistake. On today's episode, we are doing the Western classic of Tombstone. Epic. However, before Epic. we start, we are only two episodes away from starting the 666 Weeks of Horror. horror. Yes. Let me make sure I said that right. Horror. Horror. Or as you've been saying lately, horror. 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 Ich bin ein Berliner. What the hell? <laughs> We're not doing that movie. Why not? I don't know. What movie good, was it? Good God. Good God. Good God. Good God. Good God. Ah, Mike. That's <laughs> all bad boss, Mike. <laughs> but, so it actually works out that we're doing six weeks of horror movies. But it's going to work out to, perfectly to be 13 actual podcasts. Yeah. Because we're doing two a week. So it's kind of a crazy uh, uh, coincidence. That wasn't planned. You just happen to count them up and be like, hey, we're doing 13 podcasts in those six weeks. Yeah. It's just perfect. So that's going to start. I believe we're starting with the thing, right? Uh, that's the current <clears throat> plan, yeah. This current plan, yeah. Yeah, September <coughs> so, 20th. Yeah, we're going to... Yeah. Um, once we finish this, I think we're going to try to plan the we rest have, of them. Yeah, we have we two have, more yeah. regular podcasts to do, yeah. and then we'll be jumping right in. Yeah, uh, we have we have the standard podcasts for our Sundays. It's the weekly, the midweek podcast. Yeah. We haven't figured out what we're doing yet, um, but we're still doing the bonus episodes. Like our yes, our, that's not changing. We're still doing our monthly top ten. Yeah, that's not changing. So, so you know, for for those who are fans of the top ten, which. Look at the views that we yeah, got on our the top uh, on the wrestlers. A lot of views. I mean, it gets well. The top tens in general get a lot of views. Everybody loves a good top ten. Yeah, everybody loves a top ten. It's true. List. It's true. So uh, that's not going to change. We haven't picked a top ten for September yet. Yes, we did. Did we? Yes, we did. What is it? It was top ten Kurt Russell movies. Oh yes, yes, Kurt Russell movies. That's right, we did. Speaking of Kurt Russell movies, and he is today, and here we are. Also, there this, is spoiler alert. This will be on both of our lists. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, there's. No real uh, entertainment news, but there's a little bit of programming news, though, for the new year. We've kind of thrown around the idea, I'm pretty sure we agreed on it, that starting the beginning of the year, um, we're going to probably do two comic book movies a month, because they just get a shit ton of plays. So obviously you guys want to hear us talk about comic book movies. Mm -hmm. So um, whether it's two DC movies or a DC and a Marvel movie. Now, when it comes to the MCU, we've decided that we're only doing ten Maybe 11, somewhere in that range, depending on whatever our top 10 is and our, uh, you know, one, two honorable mentions is. I'm sure most of those movies are the same. I'm so, sure, yeah. Because there are movies in the MCU we don't want to do. Um, so there's no reason to want to sit down and do them yeah. all. Like, I don't want to do them yeah. all, you know. So, um, but you guys enjoy the comic book movie mm-hmm. reviews. I, we enjoy talking about it. We're two comic book fans anyway. So yeah. uh, just do two a month, you know. What's, what's the big deal? Yeah. We're gonna have fun anyway, and then we'll fit, obviously some well, some months off five weeks in it. So you'll get you know two combo movies and three regular movies or, or whatever yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, 
one more thing before we start Tombstone. We would like to express our deepest, deepest condolences to the family of Chadwick, Bo- Chadwick Boseman, who tragically passed away on uh, Friday. Was the news was, was released? Mm-hmm. Had no idea he was sick with cancer. Yeah. Um, phenomenal actor. He was Jackie Robinson in Forty Two. Obviously, he's he's famous mm-hmm. for playing T'Challa, you know, Black Panther. Um, I haven't seen Twenty One Bridges, but I hear it was pretty good. Um, so I'll, I'll ch- I've been meaning to check that out. I just you know I get you know me George. I like to just watch the same things over and over again. Yeah. So, but um, Black Panther is one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's it spoiler. It's in my top ten. It's but it's not high though. I think I probably have it at about ten. So it's it's not that, I, um, I do enjoy it. It's I mean it's really no different than the first Iron Man and the first Thor. But yeah. it's a very entertaining film and. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was great as T'Challa mm-hmm. in Civil War and in, in Endgame or Infinity War. Cause it wasn't really an Endgame, but yeah. um, really tragic. He was extremely forty-three extreme, years old. Yeah. He battled colon cancer, <clears throat> making most of all those most of those movies. Yeah, um, I mean, he was diagnosed in what two thousand sixteen. So yeah. probably during the filming of Infinity War or Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Obviously during Infinity War, Endgame, um, Twenty One Bridges. He was in Gods of Egypt too, which I mean is a horrible yeah. movie, but he, you know, um, and I'm just really. He curious. also played Thurgood Marshall. Yes, and, yes, uh, James, uh, James Brown, Brown as well. So, yeah, I mean, so very good actor. Yeah. Uh, taken far too soon. I don't know if it's. I, I don't know the correct term. I want to say maybe poetic or ironic that he passed away on what was essentially Jackie Robinson Day in the MLB. Ironic, I would say. Yeah, because technically, yeah. wasn't he 42? Yeah, I think he like turns 43 later this year. Yeah, so. <clears throat> so that is kind of a, yeah. a weird, coincidence weird coincidence that he was 42 yeah. years old. He played Jackie Robinson and passed away on Jackie Robinson's birthday. Yeah. So. But well, not, but not, not Jackie Robinson's birthday. Uh, Robinson Jackie Robinson Day, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not the same so, day every year. But, yeah. uh, definitely, uh, it's definitely a tragedy. Yeah. As is, I mean, I know, you know this year has all been, has been about corona and COVID yeah. and the problems with that. But cancer is still a very real problem in this country. Yeah. All over the world. That, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to say just this country. It's yeah, a, yeah. No, it's, it's, a global, it's a terrible disease. Ca- just... Cancer is still, I, I, I'm, I don't know the actual, I don't know what the terms are or what the, the rates are, but I think cancer is still like one of the number one killers. I still think heart so. disease is, the, is number one. Right. But I think cancer is yeah. maybe two or three. It's right up there. So um, I've actually had two family members in my family deal with, deal with cancer. They thankfully uh, beat it, yeah. but... Um, it's a very serious thing, and you just don't know. Yeah, I wish mean, he's I, a young guy. Yeah, I mean, that I, means yeah. he was 38, 39 when he got diagnosed. Yeah. That's that's just crazy. I mean, it's. <clears> uh, <throat> I, I wish we could uh, do something on the whole as a, you know, as a as a population. Yeah. To do something about cancer, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, more funding to research, getting the proper yeah. treatment out there, proper screenings to catch it early, yeah, and stuff like that, or it's, even, and that's all cancers because mm-hmm. I feel I feel real bad for the women out there. Who go through breast cancer? Who have their bodies just ravaged by that awful disease? Ovarian cancer is not is that too. I mean, that's almost unbeatable yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You know, a lot of times it's just pancreatic cancer is unbeatable. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah, that's yeah. got a thirty-eight percent survival rate. Yeah, it's just it's it's real bad, um, and um, something's got to be done about it. And, and it, just even before that, it's a huge loss to the comic book movie uh, um, community too. I mean, he's. Yeah. I, I really now that you see it, I couldn't pick a better actor to to play Black Panther. So I mean, then they're gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do. I personally don't want to see him recast. Yeah, I um, agree with you. It's it's kind of the same with with <clears throat> it's 
kind of the same thing with uh, a lot of other characters. Like, like I wouldn't want to see Iron Man get recast either. When you get that perfect actor to play him, mm. it's hard to recast him. Kind of like when Heath Ledger passed away, you didn't want to see anybody else playing the Joker. Yeah. And especially though we'd have two. Especially in yeah. that. Well, I mean, like in that universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, because the, there were all those the rumors. Squad and Joker don't take place in the same. <coughs> yeah, there were all those rumors Dark that they Knight. were going to re- re- recast him for the yeah. third movie and stuff like that, but they ultimately and thankfully did not. But yeah, but I mean, you know how it is nowadays with with Hollywood; they'll make a buck wherever they can. So it's true. If it's they true. recast it, they're not going to give a I shit. Gotta, I have they're a not going to give it. They're not going to give a damn about anybody's legacy. If they're yeah. going to make money, they're going to make money. I have That's, a feeling that they won't recast him though. They'll they'll probably just move forward with Shuri as Black Panther. And it probably won't. No offense, it probably won't be that good. But yeah, because I don't think it was too well received in what happened in the comics either. I don't think so. so but. but again, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Um, yep. And condolences to his family, yep. fans, and friends everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's move on to. Um, unless you have something else to add to anything. I thought I did. I don't think I did. Wait, I do. It's <clears throat> it's a large grain of salt because okay. I'm seeing this out there. But I haven't heard any real reports on it. The only thing I'm seeing is from we got this cover, which, as we all know, is 100% clickbait and don't mm. trust anything they're saying. But apparently, according to them and their insiders, uh-huh. apparently someone has been in contact with uh, Val Kilmer to make a cameo in Flash. <coughs> mm. I don't know how well I trust it. In fact, I don't trust it, but that's I'm seeing it out there. That makes no sense because that... Val Kilmer's Batman is Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. And George Clooney's Batman is Val Kilmer's Batman. Yeah. Which is... That's all the same Batman. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. <coughs> also, I mean, I love Val Kilmer, but with his health problems, I... And his his inability to really talk clearly... Yeah, I don't want to hear... I don't want to... Yeah. That's no disrespect. I mean, we're going to praise Val in this movie. I mean, we both love Val Kilmer. I mean, his, I mean... Maybe you can do like a quick like archival footage thing where maybe they just show his yeah. like bats or something like while Barry's going through time or whatever, you know. But it still doesn't make any sense there. because his Batman and Keen's Batman are the same Ke- Batman. I know. <clears throat> so, but you know how the, yeah. you know they're trying to get everything tied together. Maybe they'll say some shit like, "Oh, that would be like Batman Forever <sighs> and Batman and Robin don't take place on the on the same Earth," because you can see the the contrast in Gotham City. From, uh, yeah, from I mean, returning <clears throat> from eighty nine and returns yeah. and forever and Batman and Robin, they're clearly yeah. They I mean they don't look like the same setting. No, they don't. So they could they could, um, but, but that would be like saying that Brandon Routh and Christopher Reeves Superman are going to show up in different mo- different say show up at the same time in the same movie, but they're the same Superman. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I digress. Let's move on to Tombstone. George, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Tombstone released Christmas of 1993. Christmas, you say? Yes. Oh, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Uh, A budget of $25 million with a box office intake of $56.5 million. Directed by Kurt Russell, (laughs) because he basically was, but the credited director is George P. Cosmatos. I put in parentheses Kurt Russell because he directed a lot of that movie. Yeah. Written by Kevin Jar, Jerry, Jer, is it Jer? Let's say Jer. Jer. I don't know how it's pronounced. Music by Bruce uh, Broughton, Broughton, good Broughton, Broughton, Broughton. Starring Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Michael Bean, Powers Booth, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Stephen Lang, Jason Priestley, Michael Rooker, Billy Zane, Charlton Heston, and yep, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. 
That's a long one. Yeah. That's a long one. What's well, an ensemble <laughs> cast? Yeah, and you and, and you missed a few others too. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't get everybody because no. that's this cast is pure dynamite. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and yep, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody guessed it. I actually wrote that. And yep, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. I think I wrote that in my notes too. Yeah, I think I wrote that. Yeah, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. You gonna skin that smoke wagon? <laughs> you just gonna sit there and bleed? Go ahead, skin that smoke wagon. I mean, now we both hold this movie in such yeah. a high regard. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's my favorite western, and you know how much I love the western genre. Yeah. It's it's we're saying something because you also love Silverado. I do. I so that's, love that fucking movie. Yeah. I also love Fistful of Dollars. I mean, I love I love all westerns outside of John mm-hmm. Wayne. Because I'm not a big John Wayne fan. I like John Wayne's war, war movies better than his westerns, except yes. for uh, um, True Grit. That's the the remake and the original are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I Take us away, George. Wait, no. Wait, no. When was the first time you saw this movie? I was older. Yeah, I was probably in my mid twenties. First wow, time I saw it. Really? Yeah, we didn't watch a lot of westerns in my house. I didn't watch the movies since I was a kid. Yeah, it's it was yeah, but I've only ever seen it on TV, and in, until I you know, purchased the DVD. So, um, yeah, I was probably in my mid twenties the first time I saw it. Wow! But it's just a goddamn great movie. Uh, I know you, you you said you've been watching it since you were a kid. I mean, they don't make westerns no. like this anymore. Oh well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, <laughs> do, because do they I, even make westerns anymore? Barely. I mean, I mean aside from like Tarantino doing a, a couple there, but like you always end up seeing like. Uh, just kind of horseshit direct to DVD nonsense. Like, no one's making big budget westerns anymore. There are five westerns I can think of in the last 20 years mm-hmm. Django. Django, yeah. Six. I forgot the hate point. Yeah. 310 Yuma, which is very good for mm-hmm. a remake. It was very good. Uh, that definitely did not come out within the last five years. I said 20. Oh, 20. I thought you said five. No. Oh, no, you said five movies in the last 20 yeah. years. Okay. Um, the Proposition mm-hmm. which is probably the best active move I've ever seen in my life um, and there was two other ones uh, the Magnificent Seven remake which I refuse to watch it's actually not bad it's a remake of I know, arguably the, the greatest great movie, movie of all time so yeah. I just have no desire to watch it because yeah. I'm sure it completely misses the point mm-hmm. um Damn, what was that sixth movie I was thinking of? Oh, Wild Wild West. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> God, if only. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I can't think of the other one. I mean, there was lo- there was uh, Seferin Falls. Seraphim Falls. Yeah. That was which, what, with uh, Pierce Brosnan and Liam Neeson. Yeah, which I, I haven't seen. But I've I heard, heard it was decent. It, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like Westerns are kind of, I think they're just kind of like, like, like past its time. Yeah. Nobody wants to make a western anymore. They don't think it'll make any money. Those are comic book movies that based around westerns. Jonah Hex could be. <laughs> if it's done right. Yeah. <laughs> that was not done right. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We're gonna watch it later too. I can't wait. Uh, no, we're not. Yes, we are. No. no so. Tell me what the fuck to do. <laughs> <laughs> In eight. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why? Well, uh... Still the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> in 1879, members... What the fuck are you, man? Come on, man! <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Why is Nicholas Cage in any Western movies? <laughs> uh, 
reasons. Because he's the greatest actor of all time? Yeah, fucking sure. Schmantic. Can we start this or are you going to keep fucking dicking around? Oh. Yelling at Nicolas Cage nonsense. Oh. God. Yeah, are you, are you fucking done? <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have a lot more listens if we didn't do this shit on our fucking podcast. <laughs> fucking clown. No, I've listened to all the podcasts. Nobody does this shit that we do. Who cares? We're, we're, our, own, fucking, we're our own entity. Yeah. Fucking mess. We're not winning any Webbies. <laughs> we should. Or any potties, whatever the hell the uh, Pot- well, I want a potty or Fucking port a potty. Come on, man. We're the retard, man. <laughs> <laughs> This has gone off the rails. <laughs> Only nothing more than start this over, but we cannot. <laughs> Fucking Nicholas Cage. Oh, I got still declaration of independence. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Get started. In 1879, members of an outlaw gang known to wear red sashes called the Cowboys, led by Curly Bill Brocious, ride into a Mexican town to interrupt a local police officer's wedding. They then proceed to massacre the assembled policemen in retribution for killing two of their fellow gang members. Shortly before being shot, a local priest warns them that their acts of murder and savagery will be avenged, referencing the biblical fourth horseman. So, that opening scene, well, before we even get that, we get that narration done by the great Robert Mitchum, who was supposed to be in the movie, but he got injured in a, uh, I think it was like a horse riding accident, he got injured. Not like Christopher Reeve injured, because because Robert Mitchum could still walk afterwards. Hey, oh, well, what, who was Robert Mitchum supposed to play? I don't. I, he was he was supposed to play Old Man Clanton. He was supposed to play, I think, Ike Clanton's father. Okay. So I think they just cut the role out when he couldn't do okay. it. Okay. Because because that role's not in the movie. Yeah. But that's okay. I remember reading that. So we get that narration, and we get like that old timey looking footage where yeah. they just they just filmed yeah that footage yeah it was just regular yeah old time footage yeah. but it works it yeah, looks because if, you, yeah. if you're looking at it, you don't know who those people are yeah yeah you you would just assume that it's some like yeah old timey real to real stuff yeah. so yeah Absolutely. I mean it, it definitely works and then we get the cowboys interrupting that wedding and just you know it shows that their you know their law is you know. Essentially, like, like like their law is rule. Yeah. So you know they interrupt that wedding. And they just they fucking wi- wipe everybody out. I'm assuming they probably raped that bride before they killed her. Oh, I'm assuming. But I mean, then you can see that they have you know that there is some respect among some of the cowboys, but not with Johnny Ringo. No. Like Johnny Ringo is definitely on his own. He's on his own level. Yeah. Because like the others, they didn't want any part of killing that priest. Johnny Ringo just had enough and just one bullet put yeah. him down and you can see like after he did it like, like they showed Curly Bill's face and you know surprised like oh what was that but then you know they have that one uh, I guess he's a Mexican member of the Cowboys who yeah. speaks the broken English and who's poorly translating what is said oh Johnny Ringo is just your Spanish is worse than your English you know then referencing the the pale rider and his death mm-hmm. on the on the sick horse, mm-hmm. as it was called, but such a <clears throat> such a great impact introducing them before we even get to see Wyatt Earp in the movie, mm-hmm. just to let us know, hey, this is what we're going to be up against. 
I mean, it was based on a true story. Like, a lot of this stuff did happen. I mean, yeah. Obviously, some of it was <clears throat> embellished for the screen. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, no movie is going to be 100% uh, historically accurate. And no, Brian no, no. being boring at that point. But it is no. based off of the Earp Vendetta ride. Mm-hmm. And, the you know, including the gunfight at the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, obviously, it's not 100% historical accurate. But a lot of the stuff they did get right. It's based on history. Yeah. But... Maybe inspired by a true story. Yeah. As long as, as opposed to based. <coughs> yeah. I don't know which one's more accurate, but. Wyatt Earp, a retired peace officer with a notable reputation. This is obviously after the events of Dodge City, mm-hmm. from what you know about Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. Reunites with his brothers Virgil and Morgan in Tucson, Arizona, where they venture on towards Tombstone to settle down. Nah, goddammit, Virgil. <laughs> There they encounter Wyatt's longtime friend, Doc Holliday, who is seeking relief in the dry climate from his worsening tuberculosis, which we got during the, the Robert Mitchum mm-hmm. introduction. Mm-hmm. Josephine Marcus and Mr. Fabian are also newly arrived with a traveling theater troupe. Meanwhile, Wyatt's common-law wife, Maddie Blaylock, is becoming dependent on laudanum. Wyatt and his brothers begin a profit from a stake in, in a gambling emporium and saloon when they have their first encounter with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So, the first shot we get of Wyatt, mm-hmm. when he's coming in, you don't even see him. It's just someone taking that horse off and just beating the horse because the horse won't cooperate. And then he just storms onto the scene, just eats up the scene, smacks the guy with the rope. He's like, look, go that stud and go about your business. Like, immediately just comes on the scene and just, just <coughs> immediately commands your attention. Yeah. And that's just, with, just that one scene alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time he's on screen, your eyes are drawn to him. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's definitely a credit to uh, to Kurt Russell, and we love him as an actor. We think he's great. Uh, he's my favorite actor of all time. Yeah, I mean, you heard it here. Mm-hmm. And everyone grew natural mustaches for this movie. Yeah. None of that's a uh, spirit gum yeah. and a hair man. That is all natural mustache. Yep. I mean, to be fair, Sam had already had one. So Kurt Russell can grow one in a day. Uh, if you've seen him lately, he looks every bit of Hangman Ruth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, what did you think of the introduction of Wyatt? It's great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Elliott was too good of a fit in this movie. You don't say. I think, no disrespect to Kurt at all, mm-hmm. Sam Elliott could have played Wyatt Earp. It would have been great. Sam Elliott should have had his long gray hair, though. I'm always a long gray hair fan of Sam Elliott. Like the hair he had in... Um, Roadhouse. In Roadhouse. Yeah. Or, and in Mask. Or Ghost Rider. Oh, oh, yeah. Ghost Rider. Oof. The first one. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in the second one. He wasn't one, in the but, second one. But the second one's an utter piece of shit. Mm-hmm. The first one's actually pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with that. I'm still I'll waiting for the uh, Ghost Rider with Sam Elliott. That'd be him, nice. him as the... Uh, as caretaker. Yeah, as caretaker. Yeah. Riding on the, uh, on the horse. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be an awesome. That would be an awesome movie. That would that would be a great movie. <clears throat> Who do you think had the better introduction, Wyatt Earp or Doc Holliday? Doc Holliday. Just him playing that car game yeah. against some local dere- mm-hmm. against some local derelicts mm-hmm. with a uh, guy. Bob Thornton. No, that wasn't by Bob Thornton. You guessed it. Oh Frank, yeah, Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone stabs him in the side. God, what was his uh? What was his character? What was Frank his character's Sloan. name? It wasn't Frank Stallone. Sure, I forgot. Sure, it wasn't Frank Stallone. I'm pretty. I'm almost positive it wasn't Frank Stallone. I didn't write his name down because I didn't. I didn't care. I just wrote you guessed it, Frank Stallone. But he's like, oh, we just couldn't be friends. You know, he clearly just robs everything, but he's so gentlemanly. 
because you know he's like the southern aristocrat mm-hmm. you know well pardon me sir and like 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 tipping your hat mm-hmm. you know, having a glass of a uh, of sweet tea while he's taking all the money from your casino mm-hmm. he's not drinking tea uh no no he's not sarsaparilla he's not drinking that either it's just a hundred percent pure grain alcohol not even whiskey just grain out just just alcohol but water he sounds risky around these parts so I had, of of course the meeting b- between him and Doc is a great is a great scene, mm-hmm. which follows your favorite scene when uh, he's smacking Billy when uh, Wyatt's smacking Billy Bob Thornton yep. around in the Oriental. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's that's God, a that's a Billy Bob Thornton skin that smoke wagon. Skin that smoke wagon. Oh man, just, uh, so, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out there now. My least favorite scene of the movie is in this opening first couple of paragraphs we were just reading. It's when they're looking at each other in the mirror. It's just hokey. oh yeah, it's just hokey. Oh yeah, it's hokey. <clears throat> it's just hokey because them in the mirror because I'm sitting there we're talking. He's like, no, no, don't talk, just just look. It's like, why? Yeah, <laughs> why don't you go get a picture taken? <laughs> go get a picture drawn. Yeah, well, there's a camera there. Remember yeah. because the uh, what's her face, the actress that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, um, she's getting the, uh, the photo- Josephine the, Marcus. Yeah, the the the, the sultry photos. You yeah, uh, being taken after she had to wait five minutes for the ball to line up. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm also thinking Back to the Future. Yeah, of course they had. Uh, yeah, of course they had it. You see, you see Dean Cundy there with the uh, with the giant camera and flash. Where'd you learn to shoot like that? Seven yeah, Eleven. But Billy Zane, another great western. Yeah, because I consider that a western. Not a lot of people do. Yeah, that the whole. Man, I mean, it's a western. Mo- it's a science that movie. Takes okay. place. Cowboys and Aliens. That's another. That's another western that came. That out was okay. Years. That wasn't. But great, it's still though. a west. Yeah. It's still a western. Yeah, but that yeah. that was okay. Yeah. I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. So, the game that Billy Bob Thornton is dealing to is called Pharaoh. Okay. Do you have any idea what that is? I have no idea. I've never heard of that game until Neither this. Like, I probably should have looked it up to see what it is, but I didn't know if maybe you knew what it was. No. But I'm. Just, Obviously, it's not something that's played anymore because, you know, all the casinos we go to, we've never seen anyone, oh, having a faro table. Usually, they're all playing... I have to look it up when we're done. Baccarat. How do you spell? F-A-R-O. Faro. I'll just write down my notepad. We'll look it up after we're done this yeah. podcast. Yeah. And I feel like there was such a natural friendship between Doc and Wyatt. Yeah. Well, they were friends. Yeah. I mean, they were, but, but, but it almost felt like Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer were best oh, friends yeah. outside of on the outside well, it's just two great actors That's oh, yeah. they, they really are mm-hmm. I don't think Val Kilmer gets the credit of how great of an actor he is because he gets overshadowed by the fact that he's a dick I guess I've never heard he was a dick yeah apparently there was a there was a scene when he the reason why he didn't well, he do he went like super method yeah. for this well the reason why he didn't do Batman and Robin is because he wanted to do the Island of Dr. Moreau instead with Marlon Brando mm. and apparently on the set for that he was on his phone. Marlon Brando grabbed his uh, grabbed his cell phone and like threw it in the pool, or something. Said, "Don't don't confuse your ego with your paycheck." Hmm. So apparently, Val Kilmer had a massive ego. That's why you really don't see him in a lot of things. That's why you. I mean, there's other reasons why you don't see him in a lot of things now. But yeah, but I mean, you you would think after this we would have seen him pop up in a lot more movies. I love Val Kilmer as an actor. Yeah, I absolutely love him. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- yeah. I think the Saints a very good movie. You know that got that it didn't do very well. Uh, next week's episode, Batman Forever. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Ex- I were. I think we're in the minority. There were two people that really loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer to see the Schumacher cut, but Oof. someday I do enjoy this 
uh, Batman Forever a lot, but enough mm-hmm. about Batman Forever. We'll talk about that in seven days. Yeah. Let's get back to him. So. Yep. As tensions rise, Wyatt is pressured to help rid the town of the Cowboys, though he is no longer a lawman. Curly Bill begins shooting at the sky after a visit to an opium den. We need more of those in this world nowadays. I guess. <laughs> As told by Marshal Fred White to relinquish his firearms. Now, the guy playing Fred White, you would recognize him from being in uh, in Back to the Future 3. He was one of the... He was sitting at the table. He was one of the older guys sitting you at the table. You'd be a cow for the rest of the days. He's the one that actually that tells uh, Marty, you better run, squirrel. Oh, he's, is it? Yeah, he's the guy that's sitting in the center oh, part of the table. So yeah, he just always looks like that. Yeah, he's apparently he's apparently is a. Well, that's only like two years apart from filming, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, he's his, this movie was released ninety three. It probably started filming in ninety one. Yeah, he was a. His name is Harry Carey Jr. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was. He did a lot of west. It, yeah, he did a yeah. lot of westerns back in the day. So. so all three of those guys did. Yeah, of course. Yep. Curly Bill instead shoots the marshal dead and is forcibly taken into custody by Wyatt. The arrest infuriates Ike Clanton and the other cowboys. Curly Bill stands trial but is found not guilty due to lack of witnesses. Virgil, unable to tolerate lawlessness, becomes the new marshal and imposes a weapons ban within the city limits. This leads to a gunfight at the OK Corral, the famous gunfight at the OK Corral, in which Billy Clanton and the McLowry brothers are killed. Virgil and Morgan are wounded, and the allegiance of the county sheriff, Johnny Behan, with the Cowboys is made clear. So, there's a lot that's going on. You can see, when you watch Virgil throughout the movie, especially after Wyatt tells him that Curly Bill was found not guilty because Judge Spicer said that they you know, can't have a murder without a witness, you can see Virgil is already kind of irritated. Because if you look at Sam Elliott's face, like he doesn't say much. And then he keep you know, and then Wyatt's like, oh, maybe we should think about opening our own place. Now let's go around and look for spots. And like Virgil kind of has his back to him, mm-hmm. takes a sip of his drink, but he isn't saying much of anything. Mm-hmm. And then the mayor comes in, uh, what was his name, Mayor Clum, who's played by another, another, uh, especially a well-known actor now, Terry O'Quinn, mm-hmm. who a lot of people would know him as being John Locke on Lost. Mm-hmm. Amongst other things, I mean, Terry Quinn's been a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's a work. He's a working man's actor. He, oh yeah, he's he's in a ton of stuff. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a character actor. Um, comes in and asks, you know, you know, asks Wyatt to you know, take over as town as town marshal. He clearly doesn't want to. Morgan, you know, plays him off, and Virgil just kind of doesn't respond. He just goes, you know, I'm busy. You know, then we see that scene where Virgil's, I guess, walking back to his house, and you know, there's. A kid runs in the street to get a ball, and he grabs him before he can be trampled by horses. You mm. see the woman's face, who I guess, I don't know if she's a mother or a school teacher or something, but she has her faces cut. Mm. So she's clearly living the hardships of this city while they're living the high life, making all this money off of the you know, gambling mm. and winning deeds to different land throughout the games. Like, like They're living the high life while the rest of the... The town is kind of just living in squalor to a point, and it's clearly bothering him. Yeah, so that's why he ends up taking taking the role as marshal. You know, you know, he even says, "You know, I look around this town, and it's like someone's smacking me in the goddamn face or spitting in my face." Yeah, you know, and I'm trying to make money off that like a goddamn thief. Mm-hmm. You know, Wyatt doesn't care because he's trying to leave that life behind. Yeah. He's yeah. got something new going on. He's trying to make money. He's trying to make a better living. Get away from essentially yeah, the. the the death and destruction of being yeah, a... Yeah, he uh, wants a peaceful life. Yeah. Yeah, as peaceful as you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, between all this, mm-hmm. Wyatt, a little bit of a scum. 
a little bit of a scumbag. Is he? He's clearly cheating on his wife. She's a drug addict. But he's still cheating on his wife. She is a drug addict. I know, but drug addicts in 1879 were treated a little differently than they are in 2020. Yeah, he obviously was tired of her shit. Yeah. That still doesn't give him the right to cheat on his wife. I guess. He sees a, he sees a nice... A nice, uh, mm. more presentable flower to that wants to... Although Josephine Marcus is not without her faults, because she clearly goes for him even though she knows he's yeah, married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, you know, she even says, you know, I'm, I'm a woman, I like men. You know, if that makes me unladylike, then I guess I'm unladylike. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they cut out... If you watch the trailer for Tombstone, there's a scene that is in addition to when Josephine and Wyatt are riding the horses, you know, through that wooded area... Where it shows them kissing, yeah. like like passionately. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that didn't make the final cut of the movie. So I'm no, guessing because you you said yeah. that to me, and then I, I went and I watched the, the trailer later that night, and I, I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming they cut out to make him look a little, I guess, make him look a little brighter in the, you know, more as a hero. Yeah. Yeah. But that's. Um, really do you know the do you know the story behind the, the gunfight at the OK Corral? Tell me. Well, it's always it's implied that the Earps actually started the gunfight because they mm-hmm. want they wanted to kill the cowboys. Right. So which is kind of shown in the movie a little bit mm-hmm. when Doc like winks at uh fucking Billy Clan. Yeah. I'm assuming that's who he was looking at because it goes right to Billy. Yeah and that's when it goes, oh my God. Oh my God. God damn it, Virgil. That son of a bitch. But that that's like the controversy around mm-hmm. at least I believe it is that 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 it wasn't started by the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That they actually went to the OK Corral and just gunned mm-hmm. them down, pretty much. Yeah, it was like a, it was almost a murder. Right, right. But um, also showed ju- it showed just how kind of uh, I want to say feared, or yeah, I guess fear probably is like the fear that they all have for Doc because they know how good yeah, of a gunfighter Doc is. Was. He, Wyatt Earp said that too. He's like, he's yeah. like, I never met anybody with a faster draw than Doc Oliver. Yeah, because when he said, you know, it's like, well, all right, well, give Doc the shotgun. It, They'll be less antsy if he's walking around on a street howitzer. Yeah. You know, you basically got a guy who's got great aim and a fast draw. Yeah. On the big, you know, with the biggest gun, it's like, all right, well, maybe they're not going to make any moves. Except lo- for, except for he somehow shot three bullets out of a two-barrel shotgun. Doc Holliday. Yeah. Doc because, <clears throat> because he fired the gun and then he shot it up in the air to get the horse to move, and yeah. then he shot him again. Yeah. Somehow there were three shells in that two-barrel shotgun. Listen, if we're going to sit here and, and point out all the times that nothing should have happened out of those guns, they're all six shooters, and they're all firing more than six shots without oh, reloading. Yeah, yeah. The only time I've ever seen a gun uh, be empty is in that scene. When Doc has the when Doc has the gun, he points at yeah, the yeah. one guy, and he fires it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I got you now, you son of a bitch. I'll go, Daisy, if you do. Which, apparently, that 100% did happen. He said that. Yeah. You know, where the guy said, I got you now, you son of a bitch. And he actually said, you're a Daisy if you do. So... Apparently that that scene did happen, hmm. but another thing I forgot to mention the I'm a Huckleberry. No, that comes that actually comes in the next area. I'm going mm. with that. Mm. But you're right though; it is with Doc and Johnny Ringo. Their little face off inside the Oriental. Yes. Where? Um, excuse me. Let me grab a let me grab a sip of sarsaparilla here. Mm. Sarsaparilla, sarsaparilla. I've actually had sarsaparilla. How was it? You yeah. were with me. Oh yeah. Was that, it was that. I, you had to make it at the, uh, the oh trailer. yeah yeah where you get the uh, it steel it wasn't bad yeah I'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of like a cream soda so I wasn't oh man you're missing out so I wasn't like in love with it but it wasn't awful yeah 
I'll try next time. If we ever get conventions back again, maybe I'll give it a maybe yeah. I'll give it a go. I'd like to. But, I, I actually was hoping we get the fan fest this yeah. year. I wanted to meet Manu Bennett. But like you can see And Neil McDonald. Yeah. But you can see, like obviously Ringo and Doc know each other. Mm-hmm. Like or, or at the very least they know of each other. Mm-hmm. This is clearly like, the first meeting that they've had. Yeah. But it's too feared government, too, it's, uh, too learned people, too, because Johnny Ringo was no fool. Johnny Ringo's an educated man. Mm-hmm. Now, I really do hate him. But, I mean, it's... it's I don't want to call it a pissing contest, but it's 100% a piss... But it's 100% a pissing contest. Yeah, yeah absolutely it is. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Johnny pulls out the gun, he's doing all the... He's doing all the spinning with it, which I'm pretty sure Michael Bean learned all of that. Yeah, probably. Because I, I know Val Kilmer did. Yeah, because he obviously wanted to get down to be a fast draw. Because he's method, he's so you know, he's so involved in he's so involved in, in tomb of the craft. And then Doc just kind of laughs him off with the uh, you know flo- flip fl- flipping the, the cup around, shocking yeah. the uh, shock vest. Yeah, it's just a great, mm-hmm. just a great. Like, there's so much tension in the scene because you don't know what's going to happen. No, that's because you don't know. You know. Is Johnny going to fire? Is Doc going to draw? You know, Wyatt's got the gun under the table pointed mm-hmm. right at Johnny. Mm-hmm. There's so much tension built up that him spinning the cup is so, is just a great reliever. Yeah. And Billy Zane laughing at it, too. Yeah, with Mr. that quaffed hair. Yeah. I know you mentioned when we, when we were watching that Jason Priestley, you're like, why the fuck is Jason Priestley in this movie? Yeah. And you know exactly why he was in the movie. Yeah. Because it was 1993 and now 2-0 was, was riding high. Yeah. How did he to, become mayor? Of the, oh, not mayor. Uh, a, a fucking sheriff, though. He, he was deputy sheriff. How? Because he, he was deputy to, to be in. How? I don't know. Look, look at Billy Breckenridge and see uh, and see how he became sheriff. Although it showed that you know there was a little more to Jason Priest than just uh, sharing the screen with Luke Perry and unnecessary. What, weird. what what's happened with Jason Priest? Like now? Yeah. I mean, I know they did that. I know two and reunion last year. Has he done anything year. since two No, I think he does. I think he does a lot of TV, a lot of TV movies. Or TV I know shows. what happened with Perry. Sadly, I know yeah. happened with Perry because it looked like his because him being cast in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think that was going to put his career back on the right path. And it's a shame that he died when he did. Wait, he was supposed to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was. Yeah. Remember when? Um, when DiCaprio is in method when he's acting on the show, yes, yes, they had that little face off. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. On the show when he, th- I can't wait to review that movie. When he throws the girl on the floor, that's right. Yeah, I can't wait to review that. Yeah, movie. That's gonna I be fucking love that movie so much. Oh yeah. Back to this. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> You're welcome. As retribution. <laughs> As retribution for the Cowboys' deaths, Wyatt's brothers are ambushed. Morgan is, ki- Morgan is killed while Virgil is left handicapped. A despondent Wyatt and his family leave Tombstone and board a train, with Ike Clanton and Frank Stilwell close behind, preparing to ambush them. Wyatt sees that his family leave safely and then surprises the assassins. He kills Stilwell but lets Clanton live to send a message. Wyatt announces that he is a U.S. Marshal and that he intends to kill any man he sees wearing a red sash. Wyatt, Doc, a reformed cowboy named Sherman McMasters, Michael Rooker, mm-hmm. Texas Jack Vermillion, and Turkey Creek Jack Johnson form a posse to seek revenge. Now, in real you life... You I'm coming! 
and hell's coming with me. Hell's coming with me. Now, there was actually more people in that in that vendetta ride. It wasn't just those five. Last the, ride of wide open his immortals. immortals. Like because there was another there was another Earp brother that was also part of that as well. Was it? Yeah, I don't know what his name was. Let's just say it was Billy Jack Ames. Stan. Yeah, Stan Earp. <laughs> <laughs> Winona. It was a sister. Yeah. But so yeah. The reason why Sherman defected from the Cowboys is because that same night where Virgil and Morgan are killed, the Cowboys are hunting them down and going after anyone who was basically part of the or the or the reasons behind um the OK Corral. Yeah. The like Billy Clanton and the Clower mm-hmm. brothers getting killed. Mm-hmm. Because obviously they got off on it because the you know, because the the Earps didn't get arrested for it, they didn't get in any kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. So the Cowboys were laying their own justice. They you know, they went and they shot up Mayor Clum and his wife and they fired the gun into the house where the Earp wives were mm-hmm. and Josephine Marcus came to warn them and McMasters obviously had a problem with that. Yeah. So we don't go around shooting women. It's not, you know, even even there's a code amongst, uh, essentially amongst thieves, if you will. So you're saying there's a Ravager's code? And once again... You turned the code! <laughs> once again, Michael Walker has a problem following rules now. Yeah. But, and then Texas Jack and... And Creek Johnson, we met them earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all just kind of law and order, but they're still rowdy, you know, cowboys. Yeah. But not all that. But I love that where he just shows up behind, just you know, right here, still, uh, and just mm-hmm. shoots Guns him down right at down. the fucking station. Ike Clanton is such a fucking squirrely little prick. Mm-hmm. He's such a little bitch. I mean, I know. Stephen Langford. I mean, I know in reality, Ike Clanton didn't right, die. Right, that was Stephen Langford. That was Stephen Langford. Yeah. I know in real life, um, Ike Clanton died years later in yeah. a. You know, to, to, trying to rob a bank, but so so that was to keep how him alive. How he was but, avoided being murdered. Yeah, how me. he avoided a bullet is an, is just a, a mystery to me. Yeah. You say every time there was a fight or gunfight, he just throw down his gun and be like, oh no, no, show me, no, no. But it was it's such a squirrely little shit. But I mean, hey, whatever. He he lives throughout the entire movie, so I guess it worked out for him. Mm-hmm. It should have been gunned but, down on the fucking corral. Same when he was like. Like, get out of here, clan. He should have just fucking blew his yeah. head off. Right so the fighting's commenced. How they get to the fighting or get away? Well, yeah, they're not going to shoot an unarmed man. Even Wyatt has his rules. I guess. Fucking... With that with, with that peacemaker. Yeah. That cult peacemaker. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. It was weird that Doc... I want to talk about Doc real quick. Not really weird about Doc, but just about Doc in general. How he... Like, Doc is not a law and order kind of guy. Yeah. But it's his friendship with Wyatt where he's like, you know what? I'll do this. Yeah. You know, because I don't have any friends. And I like that because I feel like there's not a whole lot of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's essentially like the, the early version of ride or die. It's like, oh, I'm your ride or die. Just, you know, cl- just classier. Yeah. And not, you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I do. Wyatt and his posse are ambushed in a riverside forest by the cowboys. Wyatt walks into the creek, miraculously surviving the enemy fire, and kills Curly Bill along with many of his men. Curly Bill's second-in-command, Johnny Ringo, becomes the new head of the cowboys. When Doc's health worsens, the group is accommodated by Henry Hooker at his ranch. Ringo lures McMasters into the cowboys' clutches under the pretense of parlay and then sends a messenger dragging McMaster's corpse to tell Wyatt he wants a showdown to end the hostilities. Wyatt agrees. 
So they mention that there, but that scene is cut from mm-hmm. the actual DVD release. And I've only ever seen it when it airs on TBS or TNT. I don't remember. Or on, 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 on basic cable. Well, I, I told you about it. It's, yeah, you, know, you they, told me about it. I'm they're trying to get him to join, and he doesn't want to join. He's like, because he, he disagreed with them attacking the women and mm-hmm. children. Because, you know, he's like, no, that's not the way I don't want to do. I don't want to do things this way. Mm-hmm. And then Ike goes, oh, how you getting back? And then the next scene, it picks up where he's being dragged by the... Uh, because if you're just watching the movie, as as we did, and all of a sudden they're dragging Sherman's corpse, you have no idea why. Yeah. Because you never see him leave the Hooker Ranch. You never mm-hmm. see anybody come and get him. Mm-hmm. So you're just assuming it happens. You don't know why it happens. Yeah. It's just there. And another. Uh, Get another little sip of juice there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to talk about in this movie. Yeah. So it's, yeah. There's a lot going on. My throat's starting to hurt. Yes. Yes. Come on, man. <laughs> Wyatt sets off for the showdown, not knowing that Doc has already arrived at the scene. Doc confronts a surprise Ringo who is expecting Wyatt and challenges him to a duel. Right there with you. But to, to finish their game, which Ringo accepts, which they talked about when right after the gunfight of the OK Corral mm-hmm. when Ringo was drunk and tried to fight Wyatt in the street mm-hmm. and then Doc just kind of stepped out which that would have been great to see because Doc just had the gun behind his back the yeah. entire time mm-hmm. and the other Cowboys either they knew it or they knew Ringo wouldn't have survived yeah. so they stop him and that's when Curly Bill says you know, hell even I'm surprised what's going to happen to this group when, when Ringo's in charge because mm-hmm. they're all afraid of Ringo because they know Ringo's insane mm-hmm. maybe not afraid but they're he's they know he's, he's insane Extremely. <coughs> Excuse me. Doc and Ringo have already had a couple standoffs yet, which I already says, which I just talked about. Wyatt runs when he hears a gunshot, only to encounter Doc, who has killed Ringo. They then press on to complete their task of eliminating the Cowboys, although Clanton escapes their vengeance by renouncing his red sash. Doc is sent to a sanatorium in Colorado where he dies of his illness. At Doc's urging, Wyatt pursues Josephine to begin a new life end of the movie mm-hmm. to a point I guess that's the end of the movie we mm-hmm. get that little uh, epilogue mm-hmm. where uh, where Robert Mitchum tells us what happens to Wyatt Earp after the fact like Virgil becomes a marshal in San Francisco despite the use of only one despite arm despite the use of only one arm which Sam Elliott no one's gonna fucking he's like oh one arm Sam Elliott is still threatening as shit no mm-hmm. one's gonna tell him otherwise and then Wyatt lived out the rest of his days with Josephine Marcus um that little show down there in the woods with uh, Doc and Ringo, it's never expressly said if that happened in real life. But no. that's but that was how they found Ringo's corpse. Yeah, was with a bullet in the head and you know laying down in front of the big tree with the, with his gun in his hand. So it was assumed that he had killed that he had killed himself. Mm. But there's a lot of conspiracy around. Well, not conspiracy, but there's a lot of different tales mm. around it. You know, there was another person that claimed. That this person did it. There's another person claiming that was suicide. There's there's many different tales. There's no actual um, reason behind his death. They just know that they found his body. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for something that took place in 1879, you're clearly not going to have accurate records. No, no. I mean, it's not. yeah, especially if no one's around. You yeah. basically have to go off a of word of mouth at that point. Yeah, and just remember the stories. But but that little um, that little fight there, and you can tell. After they go back and tell Ringo that Wyatt accepted the challenge, mm-hmm. and Ringo goes, you know, after I'm, you know, after I'm finished with Wyatt, you know, you, you take the rest of your Cowboys and finish off Texas Jack and Creek Johnson. Mm-hmm. 
And, but he doesn't mention but he doesn't mention Doc because he thinks Doc is already down. Because mm. I mentioned because I, I noticed that when I was watching, I was like, he doesn't mention Doc. All he mentions is Creek Johnson and Texas Jack. Mm. So I'm assuming Ringo thought Doc was either down or he just didn't want to fuck with Doc mm. because he knew. Well, he even says in the yeah. in the standoff, he said the fight ain't with you, Holiday. Yeah, like he wants like he wants no part of it. Mm. So you know, he knows he can't beat him. Yeah, and Wyatt knows he can't beat Johnny, mm-hmm. but Doc, being you know, the friend that he is. Obviously, had no problem stepping in and, uh, and taking that shot for Wyatt because Wyatt would have lost. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, so this movie was a, is the sixteenth highest grossing western since nineteen seventy nine. Hmm. It's an odd stat, but hmm. a stat nonetheless that I found. Yeah. Shame because I think it's great western. It's great. I mean, it only made it made what fifty fifty six million in nineteen ninety three. Which, I mean, 1903 had a lot of big hits in it. Between Jurassic Park and Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't going to... I don't think I don't think it even cracked the top ten, to be perfectly honest with you. But yeah, it came, it came out the end of 1903. It's not gonna. If it would have came out a little bit before, maybe it probably made more money for, for 1904. But... Will you stop making fucking noises, weirdo? Come on, man. We have those over the radar, man. We mentioned this when we were watching, but it definitely felt bad for those horses that they were riding. Because they're yeah. just firing guns. Yeah. Like, like, how are those horses not freaking out over the sound of, of a gun going off right next to their fucking Two inches ears. from their yeah. fucking head. Yeah. Like, how like how is nobody getting bucked off of a horse? Yeah, yeah, we didn't mention that. And, like, and uh, they're firing shotguns, too. Mm-hmm. So along with the handguns, they're firing the shotguns also. Mrs. Doubtfire came out of one month before this movie did. Oh, did it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I knew it was around that time. Okay. Exactly Exactly 31 days. <clears throat> oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So I'm sure that hampered its release a little bit, too. Oh, I'm sure. Plus, I mean, once again, it's a Western. Westerns don't really generate too much yeah. acclaim. So had have you ever seen the movie Wyatt Earp with yeah, Kevin Costner? I very much like it. What do you think of it compared to Tombstone? Historically, it's it's more accurate. Right. But it's a little slower than Tombstone. Yeah, I, I don't think. It's I do enjoy Wyatt Earp though a lot. <coughs> it's a very good movie. I think this. Has, <coughs> I think this has the one of the best casts. Absolutely, this, this has one of the best ensemble casts in movie history, and I'll and I'll attest to that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll defend that to this day because mm-hmm. look at everyone that's in this movie. That even the people that you didn't mention, mm-hmm. like Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, there were so many people yeah, I didn't mention. Who went on, he was on Wings. Yeah. You know, he got big on Wings. Sandman. He was Sandman in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. He was in the movie Sideways, which got all kinds of awards. Yes, yeah. I mean, so he went on to some, he went on to, Love to Wings big too, things. Yeah. I mean, you, Billy Bob Thornton, which we obviously mentioned. <laughs> yep, you guessed John, it, Frank Storm. John Corbett, who went on oh, to, yeah, 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 who yeah. went on to uh, being in uh, Big Fat Greek Weddings. Yeah. So I mean, there were there was other amongst other stuff. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah that I, wasn't mean, him. I mean, my name is Earl. That wasn't him. No, that was Jason Lake. Yeah, it has But um, like Powers Booth. Yeah. And somebody else. Somebody was it him and somebody else's movie went on to, to do Deadwood. Was Powers Booth in Deadwood? I feel like he was, but I might be thinking of somebody else. I think he made a... I think he was a cameo. Mm-hmm. But I think he wasn't it, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was the rival... Um, not rival, but he owned another, like, casino whorehouse 
just like Ian McShane did. Right. You know, Ian McShane is cocksucker. <laughs> Love Ian McShane. I do too, man. He's fucking awesome. I mean, with Bill Pax and Michael being alone, you would assume John uh, J- James, James Cameron, Cameron had a hand yeah. in this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 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 Dude, such no, an I, amazing cast. Yeah. Like top bottom it sideways. Is. It is. But uh, least favorite scene is it the where you're standing in front of the mirror? No, that's your least favorite. Okay, scene. what's yours? Um, not that it's my least favorite scene. I just think it's a little hokey. I think it's probably when 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 Wyatt goes back to his house after he rides with a uh, with Josephine, and he's talking with um with, with Maddie, and he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, let's let's go from here and just live off room service, and she just like laughs him off, like, ah, I just didn't really have much for that scene. You know what it was? I, you know what it was? Is I think was he he was still in love with Maddie. Yeah. But he was falling for Josephine. But he wanted to give Maddie another shot because yeah. he he had been with her and he loved her, right. but realized that they're not good for each other. That and maybe I thought that maybe when he's standing in the street when it's raining, screaming Morgan, he's like, "Why, why?" Like that. I was like, "Yeah, that's." But I I, I get, get the, away from me. But I get the emotion of the scene. I get why he told Josephine to get away because you know he fears that anyone close to him yeah. is going to get gunned down next. Yeah. Because he told Josephine to get away, but Maddie was standing in the street also, and he didn't tell her to get away. So obviously, the show there he cared a little more about Josephine than he did Maddie. And you could even see like like Maddie knew, like Maddie knew something's going. Even when she goes and warns the girls, yeah. she goes, "I know it's wrong for me to be here." Yeah. But she was by the way. Um, what's her- your what's your favorite scene? It's gotta be the, the it's gotta be the showdown between Holiday and Ringo. It's gotta be. Uh, I thought that was. I mean, that's up there. I mean, it's it's hard to pick one favorite scene for. Or this movie it's the scene that where, has so many good where scenes. Warp, warp, uh, Wyatt Earp kind of loses it, and uh, when they're down at the creek, mm-hmm. and he just guns them all down. Yeah. And then Curly Bill comes out. And he's like, "No!" And he fucking blows his fucking intestines. <laughs> let me. We didn't even talk about that. I like Curly Bill's boots, by the way. With the cards on them? Yeah. We didn't even talk about when he guns down Curly Bill. No, we didn't. I mean, we kind of glossed over it, but that's yeah. that happened, too. That yeah. was also historically accurate. So, I mean, mm. it's it's hard to believe that, like, when you look at that scene and you can see, like, this is such a movie scene. And then you read, then you read up and you're like, no, well, that, that actually happened. It's, it, it's, hard, it's almost hard to believe mm-hmm. to a point. So what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene is as much as I like the showdown between Doc and Ringo, it's probably right after Curly Bill kills Marshall White and Wyatt comes out and he's like, Oh, you know, he'll stand trial and then Ike and Billy and McClary's come out and they're like, Let go of him and then Ike's running his mouth as usual. It's like, oh, I swear to God, Lord, look, if you don't let him go, you know, we're going to run you down. And he puts the gun right to Ike's head and he just goes, all right, you die first. You know, your, your friends may get me in a rush, but not before I turn your head into a canoe. Yeah, it's a good Because it, it's such a, it shows just how badass and how like he just doesn't even care. Mm. Why it's like, you know, I may die, but you're going to die too. Mm. And then everyone's kind of backing off because don't believe, but, but Billy is still, you know, he's, because he, Billy thinks he's bluffing because mm. Billy's obviously, obviously younger and doesn't, you know, probably just full of piss and vinegar and then drunk 
Doc comes out. This is new music lover. You're next. And then he's not thinking much at all. Like, like the drunk piano player. And it's like, you won't be able to hit anything. In fact, you're probably seeing double. And then Doc pulls out the other gun. And he goes, I've got two guns, one for each of you. And he spins one gun one way and the other gun the mm-hmm. other way. I love that mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Cause, I mean, it, it's a testament to, to Val Kilmer. I also to how much of a... I also love the scene where he's getting shaved. Mm-hmm. And then, right, he's getting, or he's getting a haircut. No, he's getting shaved. He's getting shaved. Yeah, and that's when, when drunk Johnny Ringo's in the street. Yeah, we talked about it. And then yeah, and he, he stands up and he's got he's got the gun behind his back. back. Yeah, yeah. Where he's got the gun behind his back and he's 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 got his other hand hovering over the other gun on his. Yeah, head. he's like say when. Yeah, or is it, or yeah, yeah, because uh, because Ringo comes out, he goes, I don't even have the guts to pay for, to play for blood, and then he goes, I'm your Huckleberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a obviously famous scene, which yeah. apparently that is also. It's not supposed to be Huckleberry. Yeah. The term is actually supposed to be Hucklebearer, which was what the um, the handles of caskets were made of. Mm. So he says Hucklebearer. He essentially means I'm your pallbearer. Like I'll be the one to you know, put you in the ground. Mm. So apparently that was also what that scene was supposed to be. Mm. That but it just you know, I guess through takes it just came as Huckleberry. But that's that was something I looked that was something I looked up because I didn't I didn't really understand the term all that well. But apparently that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be I'm your Hucklebearer. Sure. But due to his accent that he used, it came out Huckleberry. Sure. So and they just obviously just rolled with it. Obviously just rolled with yeah. it. I'm not gonna question it. So what do you give this movie out of ten? Uh, it's hard to it's hard to put this up against other it's hard to put this up against other movies. But I think I'm going nine point five out of ten. I give it a ten. Give it ten? It's my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. I give it nine point five, just based off of some of the historical inaccuracies. Yeah, but I'll agree. It's with still an entertaining movie, top, bottom, sideways. And I say that I say that a lot, but it's there's no dead parts. There's no part where the movie just makes you feel like it's long. It's it's action right from the start mm-hmm. to the end, right to the end. Yeah. And the, the death scene with Doc, I mean, where he's, you know, looked down at his feet. And he's like, oh, I'll be damned. Because he never thought he'd die with his boots off. Yeah. He always thought he was going to go down in a, uh, yeah. in a gunfight. Which, that's how he died in real life, too. Yeah. Died in the hospital bed. Yeah. In Colorado. It's such a... It's, it's, a, fa- it's a fantastic movie. It is. I wish I had seen it when I was younger. I probably would have appreciated... I wish you would have, too. I probably would have appreciated Westerns more as opposed to... Excuse me. Kind of revisiting Westerns, mm-hmm. you know... Now, yeah, or, or later in life, uh, I'm, I actually I'm, saw Silverado before I saw this. Silverado's a great movie. Yeah, I think I stumbled movie. upon it one day on TV I when I was a teenager. Movie. We need to review that next year because because the rest of the year is planned out. So. Yeah, I mean, we got the six weeks. It so. was actually on the other day, but I missed it. Oh, it was at the end. Yeah. Such a good fucking movie. Great. That's cast. another, that's great, another cast. great cast. Yeah, sure. That's the one thing about a lot of the movies that we've done, <clears throat> notwithstanding like Commando, but they all have like a great cast. Or like appropriate cast for that time. Yeah, but this Except is probably very face off. No, that's what I said. Like so some of the action movies, maybe not because yeah. it's not. It's not about the supporting cast because there's no real story behind it. Yeah, it's just we got our star. Here's the vehicle. Here's just the go dog. get here go. the doves and John Travolta yeah. walking his arms out, speaking fake Latin, which is the only Latin he knows. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Mr. Cat. What? What? <laughs> fucking great fucking <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well but, that is our review of 
the epic movie Tombstone. So we call a lot of movies an epic, but you know what? This is ac- this is accurate as an epic. Yes, this is. one's actually accurate as an epic. So, uh, and way better than Young Guns. Young Guns sucks. I liked Young Guns as a kid, but I don't like it anymore. I don't like it. Yeah. So, what's on the agenda for next week, Dean? We already talked about it. Yeah. Remind them. They forgot. Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Yeah. The next 1995 week. Mas- yeah. Oh, that was what I remembered. The reason why we're doing Batman Forever, which actually everything got pushed up a week. Because of uh, because of fandom, but the reason why was because yesterday would have been Joel Schumacher's 80th birthday mm. or 81st birthday. Yes, but that was the whole reason why. That, that, that was actually the reason why we we're going to do the Lost Boys because yeah. Lost Boys was originally supposed to be done today. Yes, because we we're going to do a Schumacher movie. Yes, but that's all right. We're doing Batman Forever uh, next week and. I believe Lost Boys is going to get worked into the six, 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 six yeah. weeks of horror. Yes. So. Uh, on the basically for the uh, the last two non horror movies uh, that we're going to do before the twentieth, which is the thing which we mm-hmm. talked about, mm-hmm. is going to be Batman Forever next week, and then the following week we're going to do Wayne's World. Oh man, that's so, gonna be a good one. We'll let everybody know Wayne's World is my favorite comedy of all time. Mm-hmm. I know it's up there for you, George. Yeah. I don't think it's your favorite comedy though, right? It's not my. It's not my favorite comedy of all time. It's but my. It's, it's yeah. definitely up there. It's, it's my favorite comedy for myself. So, and then uh, we'll be starting the six, six, six weeks of horror with um, the, the thing. thing. So, um, it's exciting. Very exciting. Good exciting month coming up. It's a good time of year. It's one of my favorite yes. times of year. Also, actually, I like everything from like the from like halfway through September all the way up through the end of Christmas. Yeah, it's probably my favorite time of year. Also, our top ten is going to be the top ten we should do. We should do before we get to the six. It is. Weeks it's going to be the because because it's it'll be the sixteenth because it'll lead right into the thing, which is a Kurt Russell Kurt Russell movie. And then we yeah because we'd have to do another podcast in the middle of that week. So yeah. So our top ten is going to be on the sixteenth of September, which will be the top ten Kurt Russell movies, and then um, we'll be starting our horror 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 horror. Uh, which will conclude on the 31st with the uh, review of Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, no, it is not. No, it's not. Fuck that movie. They're pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, you know how I haven't said fuck you to in a while? J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah. Fuck that's, you, J.J. Abrams. Well, no. Well, so, no yeah, we are going to fit conclude our 13-movie, six-week uh, podcast for horror movies on the 31st with John Carpenter's Halloween my favorite horror movie of all time. I think we're kind of bookending it with John Carpenter. Yeah. It starts with Carpenter and it ends with Carpenter. Greatest horror movie director of all time. Yeah. I, I, nobody does it better in my it's, opinion. It's honestly hard to argue that point, yeah. too. We should do The Fog. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, Ghost Pirates? I live in The Fog? Tom Atkins. Can't go wrong with Tom Atkins. Throw me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, I think that's it for today. That's it. That's all I got. I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you in the multiverse. Beep, 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 beep.